Did you have a chance to look at this book? No? Did I mention this book? <laughs> uh, you mentioned the last class, yeah. Yeah. The Wheel of Life. Okay. Uh, it's because it's talking about uh, the topic that we are going to be dealing with. Uh, what are we going to be talking about? <laughs> What are you going to be talking about? Did I mention that? <laughs> yeah, he has, he has a good excuse. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, something about 12, something about dependence. <laughs> but not the 12 dependents, something. It's, 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 the title is somewhat different. Yes. <laughs> You didn't know we were talking about no. that? I didn't mention that. <laughs> 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 uh, well, uh, what was the last thing we were talking about? <laughs> 
the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path. You missed the Eightfold Path? I did it in several days. <laughs> well, it's the Eightfold Path, right? And how did we get to the Eightfold Path? What were we discussing that led into the Eightfold Path? The Four Noble Truths. <laughs> And within the Four Noble Truth, where does the Eightfold Path fit? fit? The, fourth. the Fourth Noble Truth is the truth of what? The truth of the path. <laughs> okay. And so uh, the Eightfold Path, there's the, uh, uh, just, just the Eightfold Path, and then all, you can also describe it as the Eightfold Noble Path. So the Eightfold Path is really how do you get the results that you are forced to experience, how do you get them? Okay? And that's where, that's where the Eightfold Path is, is really about. So when, if you begin with, uh, if you describe it as the Eightfold Noble Path, then that means the result that you have is noble. Then, and what are the paths? The Eightfold Path tells you what are the things that are in, involved for you to have a, a, a noble result. And, and sometimes, well most of the time, the results that you have are not necessarily noble, they are, they are results that you don't necessarily want. So how do you get those results also is also the Eightfold Path. Okay. So in whatever, whenever, you get, whenever, whenever you have a result that you have to deal with, whether it is a result that you don't want or whether it is a result that you, that you like, it involves the Eightfold Path. And it begins with the, if, uh, from the very beginning of the Eightfold Path. If, if the first one is there, the other one would just necessarily follow. So if you're having a problem with one of the elements within the Eightfold Path, then you have to go back to the very beginning. And uh, the last, uh, what's the last of the Eightfold Path? Concentration. Concentration. Okay. So what is it that you're focusing on? Okay. So, if you're having problem with focusing on a, on a particular uh, subject, on a particular object, and it's be, then you can trace, uh, trace this back all the way to the very beginning. What is your view? Okay. So, if your view, and the, and the, the point about the view is also, it can be, if, if you're having a difficulty focusing on, on, on something, then your aspiration about it is is not strong then your understanding of it is not strong then your doubt about it may, may be strong and all that stems from your view about it and the view has to do with not just your philosophical understanding what, what, the, what theories you have about it it has to do with your conviction so the view is really uh, it's not just view in the, in, in the sense of theory but view in the sense of conviction what are your convictions that's, where, that's what view is about and your convictions will lead, to, will, will, will connect all the other uh, paths, all the way to what is it that you're focusing on. Okay? So as soon as you establish conviction, then everything else will follow. Then, uh, what is it, and concentration is not, is not something that you have to force yourself to, to do. Concentration is already something that is natural. Okay? <laughs> where you find yourself concentrating, where you find yourself focusing on, it, you're led to that. You're led to this natural to focus because of what you're already convinced, 
because of a conviction that you already have. Okay. And if you want to uh, change what you're focusing on, you have to change your conviction. And if you're having problem focusing uh, focusing on a particular su- on a particular whatever, it could be uh, uh, I don't know. It could be something mundane. Okay. So if you're having problem focusing on that, you have to go back to look at at your conviction c- concerning that thing. Okay. How convinced are you are you are you uh, concerning it? And of course, the, what we are trying to have. Con- uh, we're trying to have uh, in the Eightfold Path, the, the, the term that is used, that is common, is right. Right this, right that, right that. And then you have at, at the end, right concentration. And, there's, and the reason for saying right concentration is to help to make you understand that there's also wrong concentration. Okay? Because the object is wrong doesn't make the concentration not concentration. Just because the object is right doesn't make it, oh, now you have concentration. Okay? You can have right concentration and you can have wrong concentration. Okay? <coughs> and one, one, one uh, example that you can take in life is, uh, for example, uh, 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 concerning, concerning anger, for example. Right? If you're, because you're convinced that this, the, this is the object that is causing you a problem, then all the all, all the uh, all the things, all the elements of the path follow naturally, and you find yourself focusing on the very thing that will nurture the anger. Okay. So if you want to undo the focusing on anger, you have to go back and remove the conviction you have about what makes the this the object the proper object for you to focus your anger on. Okay. Or that that makes it possible for the anger to be the focus. Okay. And uh, we also, also mentioned that we will uh, <coughs> talk about. Uh, so you have uh, the result that you uh, you already have a result, your life as it is. Okay. And to understand how you got there. Then you, you, if you understand the eightfold path, then it will help you uh, sort of understand the dynamics of things. And if you want to get a, speci- a, a, a specific result, then when you understand the, the eightfold path, then that will help you uh, sort of get into the okay. If I understand, if I can sort of master the dynamics of results, then I can sort of manipulate results later on. The results that are that, that are to come. Okay, you may not be able to have much. Of a of a of a of a say of much of much of a control over what already has what, what has already ripened what's already be experienced as a result but the results that that are to become in the future you can have control over and that's that's the uh, you can say pretty much the purpose of any philosophy the purpose of any religion theology or any ology. <laughs> Can't say theology with Buddhism because there's no theo in there, <laughs> but any ology. <laughs> so the purpose of it is to sort of determine, to take control of, and to, and to determine what result you experience in the future. Okay, and what that re- what result that you're aiming for. Uh, 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 how you describe it is described in different ways, but it's basically oh here take 
and it doesn't really matter uh, in the sense of whether the philosophy tells you it is determined whether the, the, whether the, the, the philosophy tells you it's undetermined in, uh, in the sense of uh, the, the philo- one philosophy might say there's nothing you can do about it just ride Ride the flow? Was it? Ride the wave, okay? So that becomes your philosophy of riding the wave, okay? So that becomes your, that becomes your, your, your participation on how to end up where you want to end up, right? And the other philosophy says, no, you have to do something, you have to manipulate this and that, and then you, you will get your result. So then you, then, so that becomes your doing, that becomes your path. Okay? Either your path is a way of riding, thinking of riding the wave. So riding the wave means, okay, how do I get on the wave? How do I stay on the wave? Okay? So, so that will be the things that you have to manipulate. Okay? Uh, and <coughs> how the t- 12 links of dependent origination comes in now is another way of understanding the path. How do you get, how did this, this experience that you're having, how did you get there? And it it be and it it goes into more studying with the uh, studying with the result, and then working backwards. Okay, this is we have this. What are the conditions that are necessary for this result to to, to happen? And 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 you and you look at that, and you say, okay, what are the con- and you keep asking the question until you come up with uh, what what is called the root. Okay, the root, the root cause or the root uh, uh, reason why there's all this chain, uh, there's all chain of, of event occurring, and that's what the twelve links of dependent origination is about. Okay. As far as the the eightfold path is concerned, uh, can you list them? <laughs> you said it in well, it ends with concentration. That's good. That's number eight. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> it's not that group. Uh huh. Right action. Uh, that was said. Right speech. That was said also. Right mindfulness. So far, we got three, not a four. And we already mentioned the eighth one. And 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 you know you're not listening in in, in they 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 are they come in a, in a specific order, but you know you're not listening in order, right? <laughs> right view, intent. Would you be saying one? Are we missing one? Maybe you said all of them. Maybe I wasn't keeping proper track. Effort. Effort. Okay, so that's it. So these are the eight. Not mentioned in any particular order, (laughs) 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 or in any right order. (laughs) Okay, so the first one, I said, I mentioned the first one, I mentioned the the last one. The first one is view. view. And that's what really, uh, everything is is really dependent upon that. Okay, with, with, and then, this is what I'm calling, really, you can really say right conviction. It's not view the way we understand view, like, you know, what is your view about this, events going on in the world, things like that. But really conviction, okay? Deep conviction. Even conviction that you may not even be aware of that you have. That, that's the conviction, driving conviction, okay? And then when you have that, 
that will determine what kind of what kind of intentions you have that's number two what kind of intentions you have what kind of thought patterns that you allow y- your mind to have okay what kind of motivations you, you, you set up okay and then that will determine your speech what do you say what do you, when, you, when you're talking to someone what, uh, what, what, what kind of speech you, you say and then what you say will determine what what actions you take okay even though uh, we know that sometimes people say one thing and then do the, the other thing but w- that's not what we talk about here <laughs> okay so you have uh, right the first one right yeah. right view second one right intention the, th- the, the, the third one right speech and the fourth right action so right and, and we, we are putting the word right in front of it so that we want to end up you know <laughs> right <laughs> okay. so what's after action livelihood okay so the kinds of actions you take so it becomes a pattern for what kind of livelihood you have and livelihood doesn't necessarily mean you know what kind of uh, career you have but you know just career is just one of those things that falls into it okay so if you believe if you have a one particular set of view that you're convinced about it will determine what kind of livelihood you have okay if you for example have or convinced that uh, what can I think of uh, uh, we don't impact the environment in any way whatsoever because the environment is too big for us to have an impact. You can go polluting rivers, and that will be your livelihood. You can have you, your livelihood can be polluting rivers. Can be involved. Not that your livelihood is always there's a river that we go polluted, but <laughs> more in the sense of in your livelihood you pollute rivers because you have the view or the conviction that there's nothing you do. What you do doesn't really impact the environment. Okay, so that would be one kind of thing. Okay. So, so you can see how view conviction determine, determines your livelihood, and right. Uh, more livelihood, more in the, uh, more more like a package, more like a package. Okay, an action is really considered to be like individual uh, individual instances. Okay, and the what's after livelihood? Yeah. Okay. So, so that's where that determines what kind of efforts, what kind of uh, uh, efforts, and effort in the sense of not only uh, uh, not only in what you're doing at that moment, but what you're willing to do. Okay. And where you're willing to spend your energy. Okay. And also what. Gives you a sense of satisfaction in uh, in 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 actually doing, and and and, satisfa- and sense of satisfaction not in a sense of the result of what you're doing, but what you f- what you are happy doing. Uh, oh, look at that! I'm, no, uh, I'm I'm uh, manufacturing uh, uh, chemical that does this and that, and then you're happy about it. Okay, even though the chemical might be polluting the the environment, but you don't. But that's 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 not your concern. Okay. Uh, and then and because of the habit that you build due to these efforts that you are uh, continually uh, doing 
then it, it then it it, man, it uh, influences what? what what what's the next mindfulness. mindfulness. So what you're mindful about, okay? What 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 almost almost uh, what are your concerns? What what is it that that you that 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 plays in your mind all the time? What is it that you place your mind on or almost automatically on? Okay. And what you place your mind on automatically determines yeah, the kind of consciousness, the kind of concentration, the kind of focus you have. Okay. Rocky Peters is, is uh, maybe it's the term mindfulness, mm-hmm. it's sort of an awareness mm-hmm. of what's going on in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess that's maybe the... the mindfulness? Mind. Oh, mindfulness is not necessarily being aware of what's going on in your mind, it's just being aware. It doesn't necessarily have to be just in only of mental stuff. It could be of outside stuff. Just being aware of them. But within this context, you have concentration, which means you're focused in on what maybe what you're doing. And it would look like that the mindfulness would would come at the end because it would notice that you now have lost your concentration, and you want to use that as a tool to get back focused on it. You, you understand what I'm saying? I'm uh-huh. sort of. And, and it's probably I have a wrong view here. <laughs> It's 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 you're focused on your livelihood, your your speech, and everything else, and all uh, of a sudden you notice, and and, and you're trying to make sure it's consistent with the view. uh But then through mindfulness, all of a sudden you see, wait a minute, I've I've sort of strayed from this, and I have to refocus and get concentrated back on things so everything is consistent with the view. So it's almost like mindfulness would do that. It it would seem to you that mindfulness would be after concentration. Yeah, to keep, it's the policeman that's watching. It's the watcher to make sure you are concentrated. But Once ahead. mindfulness has reached a point where it's the perfect policeman, that's when you have concentration. Mm-hmm. Not before. Okay. So, uh, 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 when you have concentration, it means that your mindfulness has reached a level of being the good policeman. Okay. And in the meantime, in trying to get concentration, you're trying to make mindfulness into that. You're training mindfulness to become that. Mindfulness is mindfulness is going on while there is concentration. Right, I agree with that. Yeah. So the mindfulness is 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 uh, is in the beginning there's a there's a conscious effort of watching what's outside of what you're focusing on and what you're focusing on. There is this kind of mindfulness going uh, conscious effort to make to keep things out. It's conscious effort to keep to keep uh, on the, the object of your concentration. But after a while it becomes so natural that it doesn't seem that you're, that you're doing it. But it's still there. That when you are focused, you are, you are aware that you are focused. Okay. Oh, I thought I heard somebody coming in. It's okay. So, that's, that's more like the understand, that's understanding like, uh, the Eightfold Path more in a sense of the dynamic of results. Whenever there is a result that you that you that you experience, then you know that it 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 it, it followed those those uh, those elements perfectly, okay. And it's not it's not so much uh, you say okay this first this is second this is third this is fourth and then you notice that there once you get to the number eight you notice that you don't really lose. It's not like you have right view and you throw it away and then you get right intention you throw that away it's not like uh, you know what you call that kind of thing it's not like a 
treasure hunt kind of thing uh, where you first you find this, then you put that away, then you go, then you go find the, the next one. It's not build up, building upon that, then you're able to, to have the next one. And when those two are together, then you're able to get the next one. Okay? Or, or almost as if uh, they are producing the next one. Okay. Now, this seems like <coughs> uh, already it's explaining the, 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 the present condition, the present situation. Now, the, the 12 links of dependent origination, that's your next number of things, right? So you have 4, and from the 4 we got 16. <laughs> what, was it, what was the 16? Yeah, okay. The, the four aspects of the four noble truths. Okay, that's your 16. And now, and out of that, the, from the number four, we, 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 we drew uh, the eight path. Right? Mm-hmm. And now, we are, now you're going to get a 12. Okay, now you're going to become good Buddhist. You have a four, a 16, you can see it. <laughs> okay. Alright, so, first, <laughs> The twelve links of dependent origination uh, is uh, is taught in such a way so that you can understand, so that, so that you can link uh, uh, not so much I- in this case where you uh, where you see you can sort of see you can sort of be in you can be in any one of the elements, right? And then you can sort of examine that. For example, you could be in the element of of effort, making effort, and if you can sort of examine that, oh, why is this going right or why is this going wrong, and you can link it back, and you can sort of project forward, right, what you're going to get. But with the 12 links, you, you, they're, they're, they're not really, um, they don't really follow an order, per se, and then they're not really uh, completely. They cannot be completely isolated from from one another. This is like whenever you see one, all the other ones are present. Uh, so, but what, with the eightfold path, you can have you can have just the view, and yet you don't have necessarily the, the, the things following it yet, because you can be cultivating a view, so it can become right view, so that you can have what follows it. Okay. And you can you can start. You, the thing is, you can have one of the elements of the eightfold path as a thing that you're cultivating, and then waiting for uh, for what comes after it. But with the twelve links, whenever you whenever you have one, all the other the other elements are somewhere in there. Okay, so you begin with uh, with where you are. Where are we? Where are we right now? What are we? We are aging and we are getting close to death at some point. So that's our state. Our state is aging and dying. And when you look at yourself, you see that I'm an aging and dying person. Then you want to understand, okay, what are the conditions? What are the things that, that because of their existence, that give rise to aging and dying? And aging and dying uh, is, 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 is just a big, uh, just look at it as a, as a, 
uh, uh, more like an umbrella, okay? Not just aging, not just dying, but everything that, that, is, that is within that, okay? Aging and dying, that's where we are. And, what, uh, and, and due to what we have aging and dying? So, when you, when you, when, when you hear due to what, you, you, you're thinking of some philosophical term. So, the, 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 it's a very simple question. What is it that if, there was, if it wasn't for it, there would be no aging and dying? Birth. Birth. Okay? So, it, or they're all, if you keep it that simple, they will help you. Okay? So, if there was no birth, there will be no aging, there will be no dying. Okay? So, what is it that if, because it exists, we have birth? And that's why it gets a bit complicated. <laughs> okay. Actually, actually uh, so you can say everyone agrees that uh, w- w- no matter whether it's uh, uh, science or whether it's religion or philosophy, they all agree, we all agree with this point. That birth, because of birth, you have aging and dying. Now, what do they agree? Well, they, that's where they, they start to differ into okay because of what we have birth okay and when when they when they talk about birth they talk about also conception conception is also involved okay so it's not just uh, at the moment when you come out the womb but the process from the conception all the way to birth okay so you can even break it down, okay, because of what there is birth, you can say, oh, because of conception, okay, and and because of what there is, is there not is there conception, but not conception in but in in terms of the being who is being conceived, okay, because of what is that being conceived, specifically related just to that being, then it goes to karma. Okay. Now, that stuff doesn't say much, does it? It's just it's just nice word that we've learned over the years. It's a very exotic word, karma. <laughs> right? Yeah. Cause. Hmm? Cause. Cause. Yeah. yeah. Causes and conditions. But that doesn't. Uh, that sort of uh, tells us more like a general idea, because of causes and conditions. But we know, okay, because of the causes, because of the cause, because of the condition of birth, there is aging and dying. So it doesn't quite uh, uh, make it make it uh, specific yet. Okay. Okay, because of mental stream, consciousness. No, I mean, answer the question for yourself. So all the things that we engage in, like along the way, the mm. um, grasping and some cherishing and coveting and all those things kind of create the karma that... Are you saying that's... Aren't all of those the things part of the, the causes that create the whole thing coming back over and over. But again. no, don't forget, forget what question we are we are trying to answer. What, is it, what are the causes and conditions? Isn't that what you were just asking? No, what, no not just what are the causes and conditions. Oh, 
what causes conception? Yeah. Well, what causes conception? Yeah. Because of what we have conception, because of what we have birth. Okay, now, yeah, because of a cycle, there is birth. Does that make, does that f- quite answer it for you? Mm-hmm. Because of a cycle, there is birth. Right. Okay, now I, I'm going to ask, why is, why is there a cycle? Because I'm not. Because <laughs> 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 Yeah, right. <laughs> Because of ignorance? So spring, summer, fall exists because of ignorance. Because spring is ignorant. Uh, which is ignorant? Spring or summer or fall? Which one which is ignorant? You say cycles exist because of ignorance, right? That's what you said. Some sorry cycle. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what is that? All right. <laughs> 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 you did very well with birth because you were just looking at what's in front of you, right? You have to continue to look at what you understand. What 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 is presented to you? That's exactly what we are examining. Attachment. Hmm? Attachment. Well, you mean it's the <laughs> it's the combination of the egg and the sperm. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> that's right in front of conception. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. In the form realm. In the form realm. So we have form. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who read <laughs> twelve links <laughs> and remembered something. Yeah, yeah, that term becoming. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you don't really find it within the Tibetan translation that word becoming. Uh, what term do they use? <laughs> the light of the sun was uh, not helping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the term becoming, you find it in books like this, uh, in the. Remember, uh, Buddhism is divided into two, what you might call, cultural or social divisions, right? What are they? Mahana and Theravada. Okay. And more in the, 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 the texts of the Theravadins, 
you will find that term becoming because because uh, the first uh, the people who are translating Buddhist texts were first translating mostly Theravadan uh, texts. Okay, so that term came in too. Okay, now th- that's the term they use, becoming, and they have to explain it. And it's because of the strange Tibetan, I mean, the strange Sanskrit term. Uh, uh, no, you know, it doesn't quite translate well into English. But the Tibetan have a different word. It probably gives you a different uh, perspective of it. Okay, they call it maturing karma, mature karma. And already that sort of tells you you must already know what karma means for you to understand what mature karma means. Okay, right. So we have to find something in the middle. We have to find a middle path. <laughs> so that sort of gives you an idea, right? Uh, uh, give you a nice example with the word becoming. Okay. How, what did you say again? When you were describing becoming. What else did you say? Yeah, so almost that period before birth, as, as you say, a gestation. I, I don't know. So, it's you potentiality say. almost. Mm-hmm. Potentiality manifests itself in birth. Mm-hmm. You're going to say? Mm-hmm. What was that? Wouldn't that be exist- existence? Existence. Mm-hmm. When things come together. Yeah. Yeah. So, if I were to just give you the list of the twelve, you would be satisfied. So, these are the twelve, and we can move on, (laughs) right? It's easy to go from uh, from 12 where we are, aging and dying, and understanding how birth is connected with that. So we have to spend much time with that, how birth is connected with aging and dying. But the one right before that, which is number 10, what is called becoming, translated as becoming, and sometimes it's just called uh, something, uh, something related to what you just say, existence, but it just sometimes the word becoming that term that is, is just bhavad, it just means no being, being. Okay, sometimes that's the translation of that. Okay, and then the Tibetans prefer to use the, the term which translated as mature karma. Okay, but there we sort of, uh, I think, it's not quite clear. We can't just, we can't. I don't think. You should just accept that. Okay, well, yeah, we have mature karma. That's what gives the right birth. Okay, what's, what's, what's before that? Well, before the mature karma is the seeds of the karma. Mm-hmm. And the actions that created the seeds. But, don't, the seeds. yeah, I mean, we can go backwards that way, but, but from, at that point, mature karma, do you feel completely comfortable? Oh, yeah, mature karma, yeah, that's what gives right to birth. Okay, let's go. And do you see the connection as clearly as the way you see the connection between birth and aging and dying. It's a little fuzzy. Yeah, a little fuzzy. Okay, so... <laughs> well, with aging and, and, and dying, as you say, it's sort of like a big... Uh, uh, it's not just aging and dying, mm-hmm. it's what it all means. Mm-hmm. Does all that mean? Suffering. 
that if you had a look at that ball mm -hmm. aging and dying and throw something, well, I mean, throw a sickness in there, mm -hmm. would you just sort of say, suffering it, birth into suffering? The 12 is, in a sense, suffering. Oh, you mean n number 12? You can also, uh, uh, maybe another characteristic of that, you could put the adjective, you know, that this, this is suffering, that you're, you have birth, but the birth is, you're born into suffering. Mm -hmm. And this maturing karma that, you know, causes, you know, this birth, which is into suffering. Because aging and You mean, by, by describing aging and dying as suffering, it helps you to see it clearer karma as a you know, results eventually into this suffering of aging and dying and sickness. So by describing aging and dying as suffering, it helps you see clearer the connection between this term called mature karma because of this with birth. Karma, this leads you know, to the birth of aging and dying as a suffering. <laughs> Let's erase that. <laughs> now, so would it hmm? um, Actually, I. They, they, uh, they only blind those, uh, those actions that uh, dominate at the end of life would be the karma that. Mm. Okay, all right. Now, the, the thing is, already you're speaking from a point of view of accepting mm -hmm. that there is such a thing as rebirth. I, I don't know. You don't yeah, know? Because you're, you're really bringing up an issue because mm. this, this link, uh, uh, this 12 link, dependent narration, could be psychological. Could be psychological? Not necessarily... In, in a sense, rebirth of the typical way we think of rebirth that somehow you know, we die and then we're reborn again, mm -hmm. as opposed to every moment. We may be, every couple of moments we're cycling through this thing, or during the day we cycle through this uh, mm -hmm. 10, 12 times a day. Okay. But does that, does, does, that, so does, that does that mean it is not something other than psychological? No. It could be both. Okay. Beyond the psychology, the one that is psychological, then. Yeah, I, I guess the question is: is do you have to necessarily accept that rebirth, another for birth, uh, into another, you know, rebirth uh, into some other type of entity? So I mean, okay, <laughs> you can accept it, and from from a uh, solely psychological uh, perspective. You can, you, you, so you, you can be someone who accepts the whole thing purely from a psychological perspective, without having to take in, uh, without having to be someone who accepts rebirth. That's what you're saying. Yes, in order for it to maybe be a more useful tool in everyday life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I probably shouldn't have right. said that. You put the defense <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> immediately you put the defense. The <laughs> 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 uh, All right. Uh, one of the reasons I like, I like the uh, keep going back to the these 
these uh, sutras, they're called, well, sutas, is because it sort of gives you a, a nice perspective of what we are discussing. Um, okay. There are many uh, sutras or discourses on all those topics that we are talking about. The Buddha talked about dependent origination. This, at this, he didn't just talk about dependent origination once and never talked about it again. He talked about it in many different ways, depending on who was there and using different languages, but describing the same thing. Okay. And this is one of those occasions. And uh, and it, uh, I'll, I'll even read the uh, the background of it, why the Buddha was talking about this again, and how he presented it. Okay. Uh, so he's presenting it to Ananda, to whom he has already taught it many times over, and Ananda is praising it. Okay, listen. Thus have I heard. That tells you it's sutra. <laughs> but sometimes they say I have heard once or something like that. Okay. Thus have I heard once. <laughs> the Lord was staying among the Kurus. There is a market town there called Kamasa Dhamma. And the Venerable Ananda came to the Lord, saluted him, sat down to one side and said, It is wonderful, Lord. It is marvelous how profound this dependent origination is. So he's already heard it about it, right? It's not like the f- he's just you know, he's remembering, Oh, dependent origination, when the Buddha said that, this thing is wonderful. So he's just telling the Buddha that. It's marvelous how profound this dependent origination is and how profound it appears. And yet it appears to me as clear as clear. Okay, so and 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 this is my reason for stopping at at this point. Okay, do not say that, Ananda. That's the Buddha talking. Do not say that this dependent origination is profound and appears profound. It is through it is through not understanding, not penetrating this doctrine, that this generation has become like a tangled ball of string, covered as with a blight. Tangled like coarse grass. Isn't it beautiful? (laughs) Unable to pass beyond states of woe, the ill destiny, ruin, and the round of birth and death. If Ananda, you ask, you ask, has aging and dying a condition for its existence? You should answer yes. If asked, what conditions aging and dying? You should answer Aging and death is conditioned by birth. And then, whenever you, so you answer, that's, it's aging, it's birth. So the question is going to continue until you get to the root, right? So, has, uh, so, uh, what's his name? Uh, Walsh, I don't know, W A L S H E, Walsh. Okay. So, Walsh is very, uh, is that a term? Economical. Yeah. So he doesn't. Re- in, in all the sutras, the purpose of the sutra is there's a lot of repetition, so he can help you to memorize it better. So he dispenses with the repetition. Repetition. So he doesn't make it as. N- yeah. <laughs> so he just cuts out you know, the rep- what's repeated. But uh, I'm going to repeat it a few times so you can get the u- so you can get the feel of it. So, uh, where did I stop? Okay, you should answer aging 
and death is conditioned by birth. And then he goes back again in the same way that he constructed for aging and, and birth, aging and death. So, has birth a condition for its existence? You should answer yes. If asked what conditions birth, you should answer clinging and becoming. So that's the term, becoming. So you were you were there, <laughs> okay? Clinging and and becoming. Now, what what does it mean now by clinging and, and becoming? It seems to be saying. So you were all getting there somewhere with existence and you were describing the, the clichés somewhat but you were describing it more in the sense of, of how we are experiencing and while we are aging and dying. Okay. But there is, there is one specific uh, one of the clichés clinging specifically. Okay. Clinging is really uh, uh, what is called sometimes is described more as thirst to exist. Mm. Okay, it is the thirst to exist mm. that allows for the process of taking birth to to to, to actually occur. Okay. Because we are because and 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 it's it's in it's it, it is it is innate. It is innate in every living being. This thirst to exist. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, and then the question. Uh, now, does that make it a little clearer? No. No. <laughs> thirst to exist. So thirst to exist. Don't want to die. You don't want to not to exist. Not necessarily not die, not to exist. Not to exist as I. No, n just you don't want to. We're uh, connected to that. Yeah. This, the self you're clinging to. Mm -hmm. is, is that desire for form, or just like to exist as anything, or just exist as anything? Formless or formless or form with form. No, it's, it's not that kind of clinging. This clinging they're talking about here is a thirst to exist. So, a thirst to exist even as a Buddha? Even as a Namiba? I mean, you will wish to, to exist as a Buddha, yeah. So, that's... But the thirst, that, 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 that is the condition. Now, how's the term again? The condition? And, and we're, we're dealing with the word clinging? Yeah. That's the word, it's, sort of, it's not like obsession, you're obsessing. That the word cling or attaching is your first to exist. Is, is, is no, it's, it's a very strong, very strong, uh, mm, a very strong desire. That would be an obsession, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. An obsession so, so, so high up, you're not even aware that it's, that it's an obsession. It's not, it's not like, a, it's not like a, every day I'm, I'm thinking, I want to exist, I want to exist. It is, it is, it is, it is there already. And as soon as you come to something that may seem to threaten that, 
then it comes up and overpowers you. aging and dying right. which is the whole ball of wax called suffering along with that first two existences are also factored into that the um, when I think of it the mentor that comes to mind is like we might be hungry but are you craving you know hamburger and french fries or are you craving do you feel like eating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know broccoli and bean sprouts you mm-hmm. know so is that part of the the thirst to exist is there a, a, a an awareness of a quality of existence that can, is part of that condition? Is that what you want? Like, is there some choice involved? Like, you know, you, uh, you, mean, uh, you don't want to exist. You could exist as a bat, or you could exist as a, mm-hmm. um, a flea, or you could exist as a bodhisattva. Uh-huh. Is there some participation in that? In what kind of existence you have? Yeah. Participation? Like, okay, in, in I'll choose this, this one, I'll choose that one? Here. In, the, in, the, mm-hmm. in the context of this 12 mm-hmm. thing. Well, the, exactly what kind of existence you, you end up having, that's where the karma questions, the potential com- com- comes into play. Okay, so what do you have in your pocket of, of, of potential? Okay, uh, Okay, uh, you, there's a thirst to exist, but what are the choices that you have as to what kind of existence you, 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 you will have? And that will determine, the choices will be determined by, 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 some, by some factor that we call karma for now. Okay? So it's not that you have, okay, the whole range of, of, of beings, you know, from a hell being to an ant, to a, and then there's a Buddha at the other end, and you decide, okay, let me see which one should I choose? Before you, before you come into existence and you say, okay, I'll be a fly this time. No, it's, not that, it's not that way. Isn't it more of a just desperation? Just anything. Des- just so that's what that whatever, thirst is. Whatever, whatever looks like it might, might satisfy it. And just like you were saying, it might be a flea. It's whatever you... I, 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 was, yeah. I was thinking of your question more in the sense of... Uh, the, when, you, when you were given the example of the, the hunger, like when you're hungry, it doesn't matter what you eat, you just want the hunger to be satisfied. Yeah. Even if you, were an, an, if you were in a desperate situation, like for example, I am a vegetarian, and if I'm, I, can, I can imagine myself to be so hungry that I'll eat things which are not, not vegetarian. I just want the hunger satisfied. So that's what that thirst for existence is. It's that's the only thing that's available. And what makes that only, the only thing available is your karma. Mm. If, if, if what's of only available for you is a flea, to be born as a flea, you will take it because it will satisfy now you exist. Or, or it will or satisfy the satisfy thing. It. Yeah. It, will, you, it satisfies that now I'm existing. But then you're in that, as a flea, there's certain ways you have to behave in order to sustain yourself as mm-hmm. a See, the, uh, uh, I think uh, it, what you're talking about is connected to what I, I refer to as the new age idea, the, the thing that, you know, we, we choose where we, where we want to be born. I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but it's, yeah. it's connected to that in the sense of 
with a birth that you have whether it is a wonderful birth whether it is a birth that you regret it's not something that you have made the decision okay I'll make efforts so I can have that birth the only birth well the only beings in, the, in, 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 exist, in, the, in existence who can, who can do such things are the bodhisattvas and, and beings who are, in, who are already um, called the aryas certain le- cer- higher, higher aryas they, they, can, they can choose okay I'll choose to be that because that can the, there's something in that that can help my process Okay? then you make that decision but anyone below those those beings whether they're born in a very wonderful state whether they're born in a, a very miserable state they had no choice they were thrown there but that's why there's a, there's a term in karma called throwing karma okay? your, your karma just throws you there and you just, or, or you're just a projectile waiting to land where, where you're supposed to land depending on the force of the appropriate projection yeah, you have this place, you know, where these hell being guys are, and the hungry ghosts, you know, the, these realms here uh-huh. sound pretty bad. Uh-huh. And then you have the other ones where the devas up there, uh-huh. the titans, you know, and the humans, sounds pretty good. Yeah. And, and you sort of want to maybe go to this top place, and I go to this bottom place. Uh-huh. That, what's the difference between that and some of the Christian religions, you know, sort of to shape your behavior, you know, you don't want to go to hell, you want to go to heaven. It, it, it almost seemed that that this you see this place, you see these two maybe places if you divide them up, uh-huh. one's good and one's bad, uh-huh. and you want you definitely don't want to go here, you want to go here, so you want to be good, you want to generate good karma. Mm-hmm. So the probability is that you get thrown to these good places, don't mm-hmm. get thrown to the bad places. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, in a sense, you have this you know, almost like Christian heaven and hell, uh-huh. in, in in a way, even though. You know, from my little readings of Buddhism, you know, they say they don't have a heaven and hell like Christians do. Mm-hmm. But this almost sounds like that. That if you're good, you go here. If you're bad, you go here. And if you, if you go down here, it's going to take you a long while to get liberated mm-hmm. from things. So you want to generate as much good karma as you can. So there's a greater possibility of getting thrown here as opposed to down here. As sort of almost a social mechanism to control your your interactions in society. Am I making any sense what you said? It's it. I've heard this a few times. It's the comparison. So when you, for someone who was raised in the Christian uh, tr- uh, uh, tradition, and they've 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 heard about those two places, or choices after after here, go to hell or you go or you go to heaven, right? And then you're supposed to do good, and then you will end up in in heaven. And you're supposed to do if you do bad, you go to you go to hell. And it seems to be so simple. So avoid doing bad, and you go to you go to you go to you go to heaven because that's where everybody wants to go. But w- we struggle with it. And then, from the way it is being described to you, 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 you from a philosophical point of view, you, you you may end up disagreeing with the way it is presented. And with your disagreeing with the way it is presented, you do away with the whole thing about the whole notion about there's a that there could exist a hell, that it could exist a, a heaven. And then you meet Buddhism, no, okay? And then this thing is not introduced to you from the very beginning, but the other stuff. Are in, what attracts you in Buddhism is the thing about uh, mental training, taking responsibility for how you exist, things like that. 
and then you get attracted and you, and you, you, you start to go deeper into it. And as you are getting deeper into it, the hell and the, and the, hell and the heaven things comes up again. And it seems, and, and from the way you're describing it, it's almost as if, if Buddhism is talking about hell and heaven, so what, isn't that Christianity again? No, no, I'm not saying it's pretty. Uh, uh, mm. No, I'm saying it is. Why is why is that concept brought in? The, 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 the heaven, the heaven, the hell, mm. the divas, and the hundred pratas and all that stuff. Yeah. Why is why is is that brought in? You know, what is the purpose of bringing that in, except to somehow uh, scare you? You know, as they say, and change men. You know, what uh. you want to do as a priest. Uh, uh, go towards your greed or go through your fear in order to cause change uh-huh. change management uh-huh. and, and, and that why is that brought in if not to do that because it would seem like what you want to do is not worry about that next life you would want to worry about this life that you want to be as happy as you can in this life and to cause less suffering to other people in this life mm-hmm. regardless of whether there's another life or not that this focus on this other life of good and bad mm-hmm. it almost detracts away from now you know this moment and then that's what's confusing about this heaven and hell all of a sudden now we're dealing with the future when why should I worry about the future I should worry about now, regardless of what the future is. You know, I mean, the present determines the future, but I should just focus in on the present, not have this threat, you mm-hmm. know, this, this greed and and, and uh, threat out there to control me. It, mm-hmm. it, it, I don't know if I'm making any sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Bef- so before why, I go, before I go to that, before I go to that, were different levels of understanding that when you're speaking to certain groups of people that at their level of understanding that this is what's needed then at different levels of understanding this is maybe dealt with as more of an allegory or something else like that it's really not, they're really not a hell they're going to cut you up in a thousand pieces put you back together and cut you back up again so that's maybe for people of a different understanding now that's something that I have a, a lot of uh, personal opinions about and I'll, I'll, I'll get into them but before we do that uh, I just I think the Christian thing is when you die, you go to heaven, and that's that's where you're. you're that's, that's it. That's you know. Then you're for eternity. That's where you are. You go to hell forever. You're in hell. But with the Buddhist teachings, it's you know, it's it's not like you stay anywhere, and and the karmic seeds you generate will move you through in and out of all of them. And I remember in one class you told us that no matter how many hell beings are trying to take you down to hell, you can't go because if you don't have the karma to take you there, you just it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Or conversely, the higher beings, no matter how much they're trying to pull you up, mm-hmm. if your karma isn't there, it's mm-hmm. not where you're going to go. So it's different. It's, I think it's very different from the Christian mm-hmm. perception of heaven. How do you more of a fear the creating that the doctrine is creating a fear in you mm-hmm. going to hell if you create that karma that's your view that's your perception right right mm-hmm. right yeah wrong view wrong view I just screwed up wrong on the third one one sorry if I said then you go back to the first one right you back first grade but I think what's really important about all this is that we have this sort of practice 
something that happened after we got I mean, that we actually have created in our various religious traditions between the idea of heaven and hell as you know, ex- you know, talked about here sort of explain the differences between the Buddhist concept and uh, the Christian concept of it or even say uh, the Buddhist concept and the, uh, the religions of the, the theo- theological theologically based religion concept of it but you also mentioned something about you know, focusing on the present, not focusing on the future, and focusing uh, what's ahead. And the idea of specifically uh, the teaching on the hell is to scare you. Yeah, they're there to scare you. But 
taking that into consideration, taking that as a truth, doesn't deny the existence of the hells. It's not so much so, oh, this person is gullible. If I make this person think that there's something called hell, that will make the person be, be right, behave correctly. And then when the, once the person starts to behave correctly, that person becomes uh, a bit mature and a bit more intelligent. You can say, oh, by the way, there is no hell. Then you can tell them that. No, it's not like that. From your perspective, you're saying there is really all these hells, these hot and cold hells. Oh, yeah. There are, there are all those hot and cold, not necessarily from the very general description that are being given. I mean, can you give a very general description of the earth? If you were coming from somewhere completely different from the earth, I don't know, from planet whatever, and you are, you are, and you are going to describe to that person who's going to, who's going to go there what it's going to be like. Can you give like a very general description? Wow. But you would say something. Yeah, water, land, beam. Yeah, you would say something that that in a way you will find. But you know, is it just water, land, and being? That would be the. Yeah, I'm trying to relate to that. Beyond that, maybe beyond the level of understanding. So, but you can give you you can give a general description of it. Where when the person is there, oh, cold. Now I understand what they were talking about. When it's cold in the, in the cold hell. And when you have the specifics. But it may not necessarily be what you were imagining it to be. But they will just give you something that you can relate with, or oh, cold. The way you can understand cold and heat. The way you can understand heat. Okay. So, the, those, those, those descriptions of those worlds, those, those, those uh, realms, are very general. It's not like every single being is exactly experiencing the, what that example that is given. Okay. And, and for, for, if you were to say, oh, you're going to encounter a being called humanity, what's the general description you're going to give? Mm-hmm. How tall are they? What language does this humanity speak? Do they speak a language? So uh, you have to understand those things are very general descriptions. And when even you talk about the, 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 each of those things, the hungry ghost realm, those, those, those kinds of things. So they might take an example out of that that you may find, but not, not every single thing will necessarily conform to that example. It looks like you would almost have, have to have faith the faith of not the type you talked about earlier. You know, this is not faith through experience. You know that 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 you you have these realms here, mm-hmm. and given that, uh, unless we were somehow regressed, you know, through some type of regression or something, we would not have the experience in those realms to accept them, except on faith of this other type. You know, this faith of the say the reasoning. The, the, of the faith. Reasoning and logic, reasoning and logic would not lead us to conclude that there is this, these deeper realms and. Oh yeah, reason realms. and some people would say reason and logic leads to conclude that there are these deeper realms and these hungry ghost realms. Well, okay, I'll, <laughs> I, 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 I respectfully I would have to do that, but from the Buddhist, from the Buddha, mm-hmm. you know that, that you have to test it and everything else for yourself. Mm-hmm. You just don't take it on what somebody says. Oh yeah, definitely. Read. This one here. 
just doesn't necessarily open itself up, mm-hmm. you know, from my point of view, to, to, to logic. Mm-hmm. And, and, and because it doesn't, it, 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 you know, from my perspective, it doesn't shape me mm-hmm. in, in what I do or what I say. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't see it, from my understanding right now, as something that's useful to me. Yeah, so for... Some for if the Buddha were to come and, and and the Buddha was teaching just was teaching you, he would not waste his time explaining that. I would the, say, the, 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 he would, however they do it in Tibet, <laughs> He wouldn't waste his time trying to uh, give you a discourse on the how many hells are there, how many, because it wouldn't it work would, for you. It would be a waste of time. Yeah, um, but it doesn't. That doesn't mean that there are no hells. That oh, there no, are no, 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 exactly. There could be, but yeah, yeah, there could be. Okay, so. Yes, they are to scare you, but it doesn't mean that it's just a, a, a story made up to scare little children on the path. And eventually they will discover that there is no such thing. It's not, it's not that way. So I better believe. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think I've asked that question too early on, and, and I guess the answer I got was that you, you just stay open. You know, just move on, move mm-hmm. on to the next subject. Mm-hmm. Because, but you don't just close it. Fun. Mm-hmm. You know, just stay with it. In in this very life, mm-hmm. as a human being, mm-hmm. are there ex- are there things that you have witnessed that are horrible yes. for humans to experience? It, it, exactly. Now, from a psychological point of view, I would agree that there's hell in hell. But from yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And do you believe that you are susceptible to to those kinds of experiences? Okay. And in the same way, there are extravagant. uh, uh, I don't don't call it extravagant, but no, yeah, wonderful uh, experiences also that you have witnessed either experience. Okay. Then, just taking into consideration that I don't know everything. Maybe there are those there from what I have already experienced, there might be those I can I can see the possibility of those existing which are even much worse than what I've seen. Or there are those that exist which are much better than what I've seen or experienced. Even though they're not within your realm of direct experience, but you can sort of speculate that it's possible for those to exist. Possible, yeah. So on on that on that on the realm of, on on that basis of the of Possibility and the possibility, because just because there's a possibility of them, then go back to the craving, the craving for existence. At 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 that moment of 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 uh, when when you when you're longer, uh, what's that term called? Um, incorporated? No, not incorporated. What's that term called? When you're embodied, yeah. When you're when you're an, when you're no longer an embodied being, where you can where you can say definitely, this is my identity. This is who I am. This is how I am existing. And it seems that there's a danger for some. I would say there's a perception, a convicted a conviction of a perception that I am ceasing to exist. And then this this emotion, this clinging emotion, comes up wanting to exist comes up and when it comes up whatever whatever will fulfill that that's what you will grab onto so it's not so much uh, 
oh that's uh, I'll learn a lot if I if, if I find myself roasting on a fire you know uh, for a few eons let me go take that birth it's not that it's not it's not, it's not so much that it's that that's an existence and if that's the choice that you have you will grab it you will even see it you will have a, what is called a, a, a perverse view mm. you will have a perverse view that that is something that is wantable mm. it is better to, to have that than to not exist at all so uh, it may not be clearer now or like the, uh, I don't know it's as clear as clear <laughs> 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 okay, but but can you see? It? But but if you could think of it more like it, but not so much going backwards, but going forward, right? You have aging and death, and you have aging, you have birth, and you have aging, and you have death, right? And then at the moment of death, what 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 is there at the moment of death? What is what is present there? Well. Since, since you're not dying right now, so you're going to tell me. <laughs> fear. Hmm? Fear. Fear. And then, and specifically the fear of I am ceasing to exist. Okay. And that fear of ceasing to exist will, will, will seek its counter. I want to exist. So, in a sense, the. Uh, it could have been the, the instead of being the twelve links of dependent origination, it could have been just the th- three links of dependent origination: birth, aging, and death, and then becoming. Okay, it could be just those three links. Th- that's what we are. That's what we can uh, experience more from a, uh, I would say, uh, naturally experience. Can we get, that we can point to? But the other, the other parts of the dependent links of origination sort of like uh, takes more like a philosophical understanding to really, to really um, uh, make use of them. Okay. And, all, and, and they're all just packed really in, into those, those three things. All the rest of the, of the, of the links of, of the links. They're all packed into those three things. So that sort of tells you so the experience of birth the experience of and then aging and dying. If it wasn't for the for the for the fear of ceasing to exist and therefore clinging, a thirst, a desperation to exist, if you didn't have that, there, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be those two things: birth and then aging and dying. And so you mentioned so in a sense that you have to sort of. Uh, uh, train yourself to a point where you stop that thirst mm-hmm. or more in the sense of stopping that fear that you can be annihilated completely is I mean, with, uh, I know birth the wheel etc is there any thought of non-existence within Buddhist philosophy Buddhist Allah or <laughs> <laughs> you got my uh, <laughs> So, non-existent? Any, yeah, I mean... Like, coming to be non-existent. Yeah, without rebirth. Is there any... I mean, if there was no rebirth, what would there be? I mean, is there any thoughts on that? If there was... Non-existence. Without rebirth, you know, there's no cycle. 
Oh, that's called getting out of the cycle without becoming a Buddha. That's called without becoming a Buddha. Yeah. Oh, that's called Nirvana. Okay. Yeah. When you, because you put that term in there without becoming a Buddha. Yeah. Okay. That's so Nirvana. So that's just. Uh, so that's non-existence. No, it's no. not. No, it's not. It's not. That, no, that's no, what I'm trying to get without without existence. Is sort of like you know, because there's some that say, oh, it ends and it's gone. Mm. So everything continues. Yeah, yeah. See, the thing is, uh, because that kind of existence is so foreign to what we know as existence, because it is so foreign to it, might as well call it non-existent. Mm. It's like saying non-earth, mm. but just saying non-earth doesn't mean not anything whatsoever. Non-earth could be whatever is not earth. So, since since what since whatever we can frame about existence is you no, know, it comes from uh, our experience of it. And to go to a kind of existence that is completely beyond anything that we can frame about, about existence, you can say it's uh, by calling it it's none of those things that you can frame about existence, since that's what you call existence, and it's not existent, but only in reference to what you consider, consider to be existent. So that's why some philosophers call that nirvana non-existent, but it doesn't mean that no, completely ceasing to exist whatsoever. But it's in the Perfection of Wisdom Sutra. Yeah. So, you know, uh, not specifically the Hot Sutra, but it's in that category. Yeah, uh, uh, find all over the place, but not in the Hot Sutra. That, that specific term, being and not being. Yeah. And, and it really has to do with what we consider being is only relevant to what we have framed about it. Yeah. What we can call not being is what we can frame about it, mm-hmm. and since it is something beyond those things, so right. you can't really okay, you can't really call it being. You can't, call it, call it, you can't really call it not being. Okay. In the Christian sense, the the Ravana is the higher, and if it was a not being in the Christian sense, you'd sort of end up in the hells forever. Not being. Not, uh, you know, I mean, because if you're in the Christian sense. Mm. If you're on the, the wheel, right, mm-hmm. and you go, you, you're not being, you go to nirvana. Mm-hmm. But in the Christian sense, if you're not being, you go to nirvana or hell for eternity. Oh, you mean uh, the the eternal destination? Yeah. As far as yeah. Buddhism is concerned. Yes. Okay, th- that's uh, that's a debate within the Christian <laughs> Hell or limbo? And what's limbo anyway? I never understand that thing. Isn't limbo means you're waiting? Yes. It's like perpetual, you're waiting forever? <laughs> there, there, there was a time when an unbaptized babies, uh-huh. they, since they weren't baptized, they couldn't go anyplace good. Uh-huh. But they weren't bad, so you couldn't send them to hell. Uh-huh. So, limbo. Period. Forever? Forever. Ready, G-Camp. <laughs> 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 no, no, <that's> <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's, it's well, like you said, you know, like refugee, refugee camp is not a, a you're not yeah. out and you're not in anywhere. So and it is hell. <laughs> so limbo is a hell. Yeah. Well, it's not heaven. But they don't want to. It's not heaven, definitely. <laughs> actually, actually, yeah. Well, limbo, mm. limbo would be a hell. Yeah. yeah. But is it only the Catholics who have this limbo thing? Yeah. Only the Catholics, right? The Protestants are. Yeah. 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 I think they can get a sort of. Uh, uh, well, like a naturalization. <laughs> 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 a green, yeah. a green to heaven. Yeah. Where are you hanging out? Yeah. Hanging out in your thirst. Okay. And but we're in thirst. Thirst for existence. Mm-hmm. But isn't that like a limbo because you don't know where you're going yet, but it's a temporary limbo? Yeah, that's a limbo. Yeah. yeah. But it's a limbo, real limbo where you, where you don't stay there forever. Yeah. No, is that, that what the limbo means? Forever trapped in between? Well, limbo means in between. But I think that the, that forever part applies to, to the babies. Uh-huh. They have to I think that mm. if, if you were Catholic and you gave money to the church <laughs> <laughs> and they, and they said prayers, you can <laughs> give money to the church and then all the nuns and uh, priests will pray for that baby and that'll get the baby out of it. That's the naturalization process. <laughs> 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 I think that's how they arrange it. You've got to really push yeah. it. You've got to push it. Yeah. 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 Yeah
Okay. So now I feel confident that we can go beyond. <laughs> okay. May not be clear, clear, but <laughs> it's approaching clear. <laughs> Okay, so Idam Guru Ratnama Dalakam Deyatayami Kyokun Sunam Yeshe Sozo Shea Sunam Yeshe Lejongwe Tambabunye Togoro Sorry, I got distracted. I was thinking of a here is a ground anointed with <laughs> with did with in <laughs> didn't quite work out. <laughs> I don't think it could work unless it was wrapped or something. <laughs> 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 Someone else was scratching or something. <laughs> okay, see you guys next Sunday. Maybe. Maybe. Is the relic thing going on? That's next Saturday. It will be two weeks. Two weeks from now. And next Saturday is what? It's not the children uh, program, is it? Uh, next week, I don't think so. No. Okay. others is really the best uh, the fastest way of learning 
in the in the monasteries they have debate, which is compulsory. No, compulsory learn better. <laughs> but we, we don't have anything compulsory here, but no, discussing it with others, the same thing that you you learned, both learned or heard, or discussing with someone who's heard the same thing from a from a different view. So it helps you deepen your understanding. Yeah. I had the great fortune of having uh, uh, two friends who were st- we were studying with and we were debating all the time, studying on the way to the bus uh, or in the bus or, or traveling. So I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So w- when you get the opportunity, you should uh, grab it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.